0: Good evening, everybody, December 11th, and this is episode 57 of Don't Unfriend Me. Thank you for joining me today. It's Friday night, and it's Red Friday. I'm going to have to go with the red on my avalanche because I just remembered it was Red Friday, and it's wonderful to see everybody. It's going to be a busy show. We're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about the recent Supreme Court news that just dropped about an hour ago. I've received several comments on that. We're going to talk about Hong Kong, and we're going to talk about the delineation letter, And then a couple of speeches that I found to be extremely interesting that I think will help put some things in context. But first, I want to talk a little bit about three men who are facing a firing squad. And they're facing this firing squad, and each of them has one last wish before the shots are fired. And the first person who gets up on stage as the firing squad draws aim and draws a bead on the center of his chest he immediately says, Earthquake! And all the soldiers turn around and look, and as they do, he runs off, hops over the wall, and escapes and gets away. And then the next person gets up there, and he has an idea and likes what the first one did. So he looks at the soldiers, and he looks over in the horizon, and he says, Tornado! 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 And the firing squad turns around and looks. And when they do, he runs and hops over the wall. And the third guy's like, I can't. okay, I know what I'm going to do. I see a pattern here. Natural disaster is outstanding. And as he sits up on the stage, he has a smirk on his face. And before the firing squad can do anything, all he says is, Fire! just a little funny one, just a cute one, but it says a lot. It really does. But before we get into that, let me uh, introduce myself and who I am. Folks, my name is Matt. And I'm with Don't Unfriend Me. You can follow social media all below right here. I'm on all major sites. You can do a search for Don't Unfriend Me. You will find me or go to my website. If you wouldn't mind giving me a subscribe, like, and share, I would appreciate it. Real simple on YouTube. It's right below that button that just popped up. And you can also follow, like, and share on Facebook. Every bit helps. We're growing advertising's back on, so we should see a bunch of new users, and that is great news. Let's make our push to a 1,000, and I appreciate it. I want to give you an update real quick on Tammy's Diner. We're now at $13,000 plus. It's great news. Really exciting to see. $13,000. It ends this evening. If you haven't had a chance to jump on over there, please do. Go to Facebook, and you can find that link. What are we going to talk about tonight? Well, the the funny story wasn't that funny. It really was to prove a point. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, and what we think is the right thing to do, and we find courses throughout the obstacles in our lives, we tend to take the path of least resistance, and ultimately that could be the worst thing for us. It's more about the last story tonight than the first story. And the first story is the fact that we all need to embrace the fact that the Supreme Court has made a decision. And this really, truly was the last hurrah for President Donald Trump. The Supreme Court has decided not to hear the Texas case and the 17 some odd states, and there really is nowhere else to go. And as I predicted quite a while ago, the Supreme Court ultimately would push this back to the state. We talked about this with Pennsylvania with the signatures and the three-day extension that I feared at all along that the Supreme Court would invoke the 10th Amendment as they should because the Supreme Court doesn't get involved in elections. It's not their job. What is their job is to ensure that the law is legal and ultimately, the legislation decides what the law is. Now, if there was a specific law that was made by the legislation, the Supreme Court would decide on it. And why they didn't take the Pennsylvania case? Well, ultimately, it would be kicked back to Pennsylvania. The legislatures would then side for the vote, and it would have been a moot point. And so is this. They believe that Texas doesn't have a case. They believe that their interest in these other states is purely political. And once again, have no proof that this was corrupt. The constitutionality of the election, we believe, is it important? It's ultimately up to these nine. And somebody said something last week when I talked about guns being banned, and they said, well, the Supreme Court will make the decision. That doesn't give me any faith. You see, we've put political people on the Supreme Court and that sometimes has the opposite impact, that they are so concerned with being unbiased that they are biased. And sometimes will vote against Republicans simply because they don't want to be considered to be Republicans. And what we have found is the constitutionality of this election, they don't want to touch. They're leaving it to the states to decide, and they're going to leave it for the states to figure out. And I have to say that's the way it should be. If they don't want to hear about the constitutionality of this election, then they don't have to. I think what this leads us to believe and what we should do is start thinking about the future and stop worrying about the past. Yes, it's unfair that Donald Trump's no longer the president, but he was going to leave at some point. The question is, is did he leave our country stronger than he found it? And the answer is most assuredly, yes, he did. The other question is, what will we do now? We should have been focused on Georgia the whole time, as I said, because overturning this election was never going to happen. And now we have wasted resources and time and equity that we possessed by following conspiracy theories and chasing pipe dreams. And now is the time to truly worry, and I'm not worried about President Biden. I'm worried that President Biden will have a blank check, and if he has a blank check, it'll be because we ignored Georgia, and we did not focus on the true important part of the remaining part of this election, which was to ensure that two Republican senators took their seats in Georgia. And now, there is no guarantee. We have a disenfranchised Republican voting base who believes that they should punish these two Republican senators from Georgia. And that is the worst decision we could possibly make and we're cutting our nose to spite our face. So at this time, maybe we should open up our ears. Maybe we should open up our eyes. And maybe we should stop listening to conspiracy theories and start listening to the truth. And the truth is change is coming and none of it is going to be good. Diving into something also is George Gascon, a interesting human being and the 43rd District Attorney of Los Angeles County. This man is imposing policy that is absolutely terrifying, and other Democratic cities are going to follow suit. There's not a lot we can do. California is, in my opinion, too far gone. But policies like this only impact two people the police, and the people that the police are sworn to protect. It essentially makes the police impotent. It takes away certain powers. Misdemeanors are important because it builds a case against felons. It builds a case against people who will ultimately move to something larger than misdemeanors and will move to felonies. Without these basics, it's hard to recognize criminals and they're going to be able to get away with more, and they're going to be able to be held less accountable than they already are. I'm going to read the whole special directive to you. It's Special Directive 20-07. This can be found under the Freedom of Information Act, or if you simply go to Los Angeles County's website and look up this memoranda. George Gascon, District Attorney, Misdemeanor Case Management, December seventh, 2020. This special directive addresses Issues of Misdemeanor Case Management in Chapter 9 of the Legal Policies Manual. Effective December 8, 2020, the policies outlined below supersede the relevant sections of Chapter 9 of the Legal Policies Manual. The public's interaction with the criminal justice system Sorry, one second. The criminal justice system is mainly through misdemeanor prosecutions, yet the power and influence of the misdemeanor system in Los Angeles County has gone largely unnoticed. The goal of this new policy is to reimagine public safety and best serve the interests of of justice and community well-being. As such, the prosecution of low-level offenses will now be governed by this data-driven misdemeanor reform directive. It's interesting that he immediately states that this is for the public's well-being, but in no way, shape, or form is it focused on the public's well-being. Los Angeles County Court should not be revolving doors for those in need of treatment and services. Currently, over 47% of those incarcerated pre-trial on misdemeanor cases suffer from mental illness. Really? Likewise, nearly 60% of those have been released each day have a significant substance abuse disorder. Meanwhile, individuals experiencing homelessness account for almost 20% of arrests in Los Angeles despite compromising only 1.7% of the population. The status quo has exasperated social ills and encouraged recidivism at great public expense. Basically, receding. Moreover, the consequences of a misdemeanor conviction are lifelong and grave, even for those who avoid incarceration. Misdemeanor convictions create difficulties with employment, housing, education, government benefits, and immigration for non citizens and citizens alike. Deportation and immigrant communities and no matter one's immigration status the result costs and fees of misdemeanor convictions force many to choose between necessities such as rent transportation and medical care versus financial obligations to the justice system then don't commit crime i could continue to read this absolute heap of crap but since when do the rights of the criminal supersede the rights of the people this is absolutely prog- progressivism at its finest. The goal of Los Angeles County is to protect public safety. To do so effectively as possible, we will direct those in need of services to treatment providers, divert those undeserving of criminal records to appropriate fora, and reorientate our focus towards combating violent and serious criminal offenses. Here's the, the declination policy of, in this directive. And the declination essentially allows them to impose law without a vote, without any changes to the state constitution, and it makes an amendment. It's almost like war powers for the president. The misdemeanor charges specified below shall be declined or dismissed before arraignment and without conditions unless exceptions factors for consideration exist. These charges do not constitute an exhaustive list. Each deputy district attorney is encouraged to exercise his or her discretion in identifying a charge falling within the right of the policy directive and proceed in accordance with its mandate. This is circumventing the Constitution of the United States and the State Constitution of California. You don't get to empower district attorneys to write their own law they are not legislators. They are part of the executive branch. They enforce the law. They don't write the law. You just empowered and deputized all the district attorneys in California. In addition, trespassing, Penal Code 602. Exceptions would be repeat trespass offenses on the same public or private property over the proceeding 24 months. It has to be over the same property. So if a person enters illegally on the property several times but not on the same property, that wouldn't qualify as an exception. Verifiable imminent safety risk. They had to pose a threat so they can trespass as many times as they want without repercussions, as long as they didn't have any safety risk to other people. No abuse of substance or disorder and or mental illness or homelessness. And it says no indicia, which essentially is showing any signs of substance abuse. So if they're on crack or they're mentally incapable or they have a disorder, they're free to do whatever they want even though those numbers that they just provided for us makes up a very large population of California and the people who are incarcerated. Disturbing the peace, Penal Code 415-1-3, exceptions or factors for consideration, repeat offenses over the preceding 24 months involving substantially similar behavior to that charged. What numbers are those? That's awfully ambiguous. There's nothing specific. There's no specificity in these new regulations It's based upon supposition. It's based upon a person's personal politics. No indicia of substance use disorder and or mental illness. Driving without a valid license. Without a valid license, which means people with DUI. Exceptions, repeat driving offenses over the past 24 months involving substantially similar similar behavior to that charged. driving on a suspended license, exceptions, repeat driving offenses over the preceding 24 months involving substantially similar behavior to that charge. Well, what if they have substance abuse or mental issues? What if they're alcoholics? Is that an exception? Well, you just said on the declaring law in the declination that you absolutely said that people with substance abuse problems are not to be held accountable. So doesn't that de facto mean that it covers all of these offenses? You don't have to specifically write it. So we're going to allow people who've gotten drunk driving accidents, or been pulled over multiple times, we're going to give them a pass? It's substance abuse. What if people say, I have a mental condition because I'm addicted to alcohol. That's why I keep playing freaking, you know, slaloms with people's cars on the highway as I've had 15 glasses of whatever. Criminal threats, penal code, four two two. Exceptions or factors for consideration. Offense related to domestic violence or hate crime. Repeat threat offenses over the preceding 24 months. Documented history of threats towards victim. Documented. They have to be documented. What happens if there's 15 calls and the person is afraid to press charges? That doesn't count. Possession of a weapon capable of causing bodily injury or death during commission of offense. Uh, Everything's a weapon. I've got a tube of chapstick here. Do you want to see what I can do with it? No indicia of substance use disorder or mental illness. I have a mental illness. I like to put my my wife's head through the wall. It's a mental illness. They are giving carte blanche to criminals. Drug and paraphernalia possession, exceptions, factors for consideration, none identified. So if you have a crack pipe, a meth pipe, needles for heroin, drug paraphernalia, no longer can it be assigned to intent to distribute. No longer, it's all personal use and therefore absolutely exempt from any accountability. Minor in possession of alcohol, exceptions, none. So a minor can now have alcohol and we can sell to minors? Is that what you're telling me? He's in possession. Okay, so he's outside drinking in front of a liquor store. Now you can't go in and find the store. Why? Well, because you have to charge the minor. And you have to write a case, and you have to have probable cause. And if the minor can't be charged, then you can't hold the freaking liquor store accountable. Because there is no case. So imagine this. Your Honor, we are trying this liquor store from selling alcohol to a minor. Really, what is the minor's name and what age? Oh, sir, we can't disclose that. Why? Well, because we didn't hold them accountable. You didn't what? We didn't write them a ticket. We didn't notify their parents. We have no information on who it is. And then that owner goes, well, sir, if there's no crime, how can you hold me accountable? It's ridiculous. I have a crackerjack box degree in law, and I can figure this out. Drinking in public. Exceptions? None. Under the influence of controlled substance? None. Public intoxication? None. Loitering? Exceptions, repeat offenders over the processing, preceding 24 months involving substantially similar behavior to that charged. Loitering to commit prostitution, none. Resisting arrest, penal code 148A, resisting arrest, exceptions, repeat offenses over the preceding 24 months involving substantially similar behavior, the actual use of physical force against a peace officer. What's physical force? The charge is filed in connection with another offense not enumerated above. What's physical force? Why doesn't it talk about weapons? Why doesn't it talk about repeat behavior? Why does it just not talk about officers but public officials, judiciaries, attorneys, elected officials, state, correctional officers, probation officers, resisting arrest, Folks, these are your liberties. This is the suspension of due process, but in reverse. It's destroying the Constitution. It's destroying our laws. We're embracing lawlessness. This doesn't help the public. This doesn't help the police. This makes the the people and the police impotent, and then you take away all their weapons. Do you not see what's happening How can you stand by blindly and say this will never happen to our country? We have the Constitution. They won't spy on us. They won't take away our rights. They're not going to censor us. They're not going to take away our guns. Everything's fine. Liberals, wake up. It's happening in the most liberal state. And every day, Democrats grow like a plague. And liberals and progressives enter our states. And they're taking over. This isn't a one off. This is happening in New York and Chicago and California and Washington and Oregon. It's happening in New Mexico and Nevada and Arizona. It's not surprising. Then they get bitter. They cling to guns or religion or antipathy to people who aren't like them or anti-immigrant sentiment, or anti-trade sentiment, as a way to explain their frustrations, Barack Obama. This is just one sign. You can turn on any late night, you can turn on any news. Religion, the attack on Christmas, Remember when they said it was just coffee cups? Remember when they said it was just word Merry Christmas? Do you want to know how many examples I have of people tearing down crosses outside of people's houses, ripping down Christmas lights, destroying lawn ornaments, writing anti-Semitic slurs towards Jewish people? Do we understand what's happening to religion in this country? Do we know what's happening to freedom of speech? Do we understand what's happening to our First Amendment and our right to protest? our ability to say what we need to, our ability to say what's right, that we're constantly fact-checked and censored, this is not the beginning. We are in it. It is here. This is 1942 to 1945. This is one Japanese internment camp. 1942 to 1945, after Pearl Harbor, We put 172,000 Americans in concentration camps. Ten of them in Wyoming, Arizona, California, in the deserts. In the last 80 years, this was a reality in our country. We are not that far removed from this. I'm going to show you two videos that they're going to make your hair turn. And I please, viewer discretion is absolutely advised on these two. One of them is from China, where they have blindfolded thousands of people and put them on their knees and sent them to internment camps. And now they're doing it in Hong Kong. Once again, discretion is advised. For those of you on the podcast, essentially it's hundreds of people in what looks to be prison garb, bright purple, red. They're color-coded based upon the severity of who they are and how much damage they've caused. Some of them were just taken directly off the street and haven't been processed. This is in Xinjiang. An Apple store is right next to it. It's a billion-dollar Apple store in Xinjiang. Apple is right there. They've detained over one million people. These are ethnic Muslims, Muslims, the Ugar, these are people who are are not necessarily Chinese-Americans, but are Chinese, excuse me, not Chinese nationals, but continue to be all different race, colors, and creed. It's not one particular person. It's the government systematically rounding up people who they believe will not fall in line with what they say. And it doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter what side you're on. If you are a threat, you're rounded up. And if you think that this hasn't absolutely increased, that was over a year ago. And those were specific minority groups. Those were people who were not necessarily Chinese. Even though there was a lot of Chinese mixed. And now, this is what they're doing in Hong Kong. And these people are what they consider to be Chinese citizens but these people have risen up and peacefully protested and now they're being systematically rounded up stuffed in buses and taken to taken to internment camps this video is absolutely horrendous <laughs> 別 When are we going to wake up? When are we going to realize that this country was free less than 23 years ago? Free, capitalistic, a democracy. Was more like America than any other country in the U.S. Was more like America than any other country in the world. That is absolutely heart-wrenching. We all stood on those docks as we pulled away as security forces before China came over and and took away English rule for almost 100 years of peace and prosperity. And that's with the English, and I'm not a fan of the English. And in 23 short years, they are now rounding people up and putting them in concentration camps. We don't know if they'll ever be seen from again. These are family members. we are not that far removed from this. Our own country is not far removed. And it starts with the censorship, freedom of speech, tyrannical rule. It's a reinstitution of another form of government. That's the only thing that happened in Hong Kong. Communism came in. Well, is there any other party that resembles socialism that you can think of? taking away our arms, taking away our freedom of speech, censoring us, showing us what we can hear and what we cannot, taking away laws that protect the business owner and the people and supporting the criminal elements. Why? Because Democrats want votes. If they can stop incarcerating people at mass numbers, that's more people than can vote. Don't you understand? How do you not understand? They're going to lose illegal immigration. The Supreme Court, the one thing that the new 6-3 to three majority agrees on is voter ID. This is why they fought it. They didn't fight it for abortion. That's what they told you to get you out to be too so stupid to vote. What they want is to stop voter registration. They want to allow illegal immigrants to vote. They want to continue to duplicate votes and stick with the mail-in ballot system. Why do you think they did it? This is about money, power, and votes. That is all it ever is with our government. And we are absolutely giving them what they want. So when we finally get voter ID, they're going to decriminalize people. They're going to put guns back in front of felons' hands. They're going to allow felons to vote. And they're going to start with something small like drug possession or one instance of spousal abuse or domestic battery. But what happens when it's murder? what happens when it's drug trafficking what happens when it's pedophiles because remember pedophilia is soon to be another class of person and a choice for you your body your choice there are actually people who are in the liberal progressive socialist wing of the party and it's not a lot who believe that pedophiles is a, being a pedophile is a state of mind it's a disorder And you should be accepted by society for it. Now you might go, wait a second, Matt, that's crazy. No one's ever going to accept pedophiles. Well, do we understand that transgender and having 64 different classes of sexes was also considered crazy? That they were going to ban all guns was crazy? That censoring all of us? over a political election that none of us can say anything simply because we mention the word politics or Republican or Democrat and we can't advertise and have free speech. That we wouldn't hear pressing information about the president-elect and some of the things that he did. That we would be lied to about four years of Russian collusion and hoaxes and FISA warrants were created in spy courts and a coup took place against a sitting president, whether you like him or not. When are you going to wake up? You're already being oppressed. But you blow it off and say, oh, it's just your freedom. Wear a mask. That's not the way it works. If you give up any freedom, you deserve none. I'll tell you what, this call for overthrow and hurting Trump supporters. Let me make you aware of something. Joe Rogan just said this. Well, I've been saying this for months and anybody who's followed my Facebook page knows I've been saying it and good for Joe. So I'm not stealing it from him. He made a comment and said, how many veterans are out there? A million, 2 million, 3 million. There's a lot. And it doesn't matter whether they're 20 years old or 80 years old, they've got fighting them. And those people are warriors. People like me people like my brother-in-law, people on this show, people who've given their life for that flag, people who've put coins on my flag, people who've given me patches for the flag, people who've bled with me, people who have bled for that flag and this one, and specifically this one in Benghazi. They're out there, and these are warriors, and they are quiet professionals, and they sit back and they protect people. They protect neighborhoods from crime. They're out there every single night watching their neighborhood, and they care, and we need them, and they're dying 22 a day. But there's something else about those people. If you keep pushing, if you keep taking away their freedom, and you keep saying that you want open tyranny on the streets, and you're coming into the suburbs, let me tell you what's going to happen. One of these days, you're going to go too far, And you are going to open a door and you are going to open a box that you will never be able to close. And those quiet professionals will have you in their targets and you will reap the whirlwind. You may be playing soldier. You may be playing warrior and you may be threatening and burning down and saying you're going to kill Trump supporters. It's going to take one for this thing to set off like a Roman candle and God help you when it does. This is a speech that was written, and it's about the great dictator, and maybe some of you have seen the video. It's fantastic, and I will play it at some point. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible, Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Machinery that gives abundance has has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane, the radio have brought us closer together The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for the universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, and so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourself to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, what to feel who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as a cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, and the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, The kingdom of God is within man not one man nor a group of men, but on all men, in you. You, the people who have the power, the power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then, in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age of security. By the promises of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with natural, barri- national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness, soldiers in the name of democracy. Let us all unite. There is a very large difference between that speech and the one that that lady gave. That is not inciting violence. It's inciting unity and love and to rise up against the people who are stopping us from living our lives and tax us into oblivion and tell us what we can say and what we can eat and what's good for us and what's not. Your freedoms are on the line. What will you do? Veterans Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It's far too many. 24 to 25 during the holidays. If you see a veteran who needs help, reach out. Go to my website. You can click on VCL and have a direct Skype link to the Veteran Crisis Hotline. This isn't about an election. This is not about Donald Trump. And if you ask Donald Trump, he would tell you to continue to fight, continue to believe, and stand up for yourself and have a voice Republicans, we have sat by way too long. Democrats, you are following the wrong party. There is no party. It's an illusion. It is the same shit in different piles. There is no difference between Republicans and Democrats. We are the same in our hearts. And our mind dissuades us from feeling and truly trying to understand our fellow man. We all have inequities, but we have more commonalities than you think. We are focused on the petty And we are distracted. That's it for tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, subscribe, share, do all those wonderful things. But more importantly, stop this madness. Stop this course of action before it's too late. Because soon, there will be no voices left. Thanks for watching. Don't unfriend me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Alekos design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www. A-L-E-K-O-S, designs.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks still point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special. Thanks. That amazing song, and you can hear Citizen Soldier at reverbnation.com/slash stillpoint.